Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with SwipeFast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty in the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business or business to consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. You can reach us at SwipeFast.com forward slash save. That's Swipe, spelled with the Y, or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day. Hello, this is Jesse E. Canty with another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? It amazes me when people get jealous of what you have or who you have become in life. They love to think you got it all suddenly. What they fail to realize is this. It took you years to become an overnight success. Yeah, man, let's get into this thing. Man of wisdom, man of wisdom. From the pulpit to the podcast, from the pulpit to the podcast, to the podcast, yeah. Jesse Canty. Pursuing my destiny. Pursuing my destiny. Hey, what's going on? What's going on? This is Jesse E. Canty with episode number 37 that's entitled An Overnight Success. Man, I'm ready to get into this thing. Let's continue on the series of being successful. The series is entitled, I Just Want to Be Successful, but I'm continuing to give it different titles so I don't just keep repeating the same thing. So this was entitled Overnight Success. Let's get into this thing. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to do your will. Put me in remembrance of your word, God, and lead me what way you want to guide me, Father. And let me just be effective for the listener and the believer right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Listen here. There is really, and let's just get it off the top. Let's just let's just go ahead and cut this thing off the top. Trim the fat off the steak. There is no such thing as an overnight success. You may think it is, and I'm not talking about no scratch-off lottery stuff, because again, we've already proven from my first episode, you can be a billionaire and it doesn't mean you're successful. You can be broke and it doesn't mean you're not successful. So money doesn't determine success. Money alone does not determine success. So that's not what we're talking about. But there is no such thing as a true overnight success. Uh, One of the things that's concerning that because what people don't realize is what I'm going to talk about for a few minutes on this episode here is that, you know, it's old saying uh, Snoop says it, but I think it originated from James Brown. Go back as far as I remember, James Brown, you got to pay the cost to be the boss. And that is not only a, a good saying in the song, it is true in life. If you're going to be ahead, if you're going to be successful, if you're going to have anything, you must pay the cost for it. There is a lot of, and I heard my old friend say this way. He says, my definition of luck, if I can get this right, he said, my definition of luck is when preparation meets opportunity. That's my friend is what luck is. You don't luck up and be successful. That's somebody who's been prepared and all of a sudden, opportunity presented itself. And they seized that moment of opportunity because of their past preparation 
and they knocked it out the park and became successful. And nobody and people who sit back and don't do nothing and want it easy say mm, they think they something. They just an overnight success. I also read something last night in, prepar- in preparation for this message for this for podcast. It says if your haters, your haters ever see you walking on water, you know what they'll say? Mm. The only reason you walk on water because they can't swim. <laughs> I said, now that's funny because people will always try to minimize your success. They love to make you feel like you've done nothing and there's nothing worth celebrating and nothing worth thanking God over. You don't have a testimony. You don't have anything to be happy over because anybody can do what you're doing, but they are nowhere near close to what you're doing. I'm not, didn't make this episode to be funny and throw pop shots at nobody. I came to teach you something that is a true principle is that there is no such thing as overnight success. And one of the main people that I want to get across to you and prove it through the scripture is King David. When you begin to look up King David around 1 Samuel in chapter 16, somewhere in those few early, early verses, you realize that King David was a, the eighth son of Jesse the Bethlehemite. To be, make a long story short, uh, Samuel, God, God rejected Saul. Saul was a king. God rejected Saul as a king. God told Saul, uh, uh, Saul, God, God told Samuel to tell Saul he had rejected and torn the kingdom from him. As Saul began to walk away, and, excuse me, let's get the story right. As Samuel began to walk away from the presence of King Saul, Saul was crying and just heard that God had rejected him as becoming as being king. He reached out and grabbed Samuel's coat or cloak, like C-L-O-A-K, and he ripped it. The prophet looked at King Saul, who God just rejected, and said, the same way you have torn my jacket. And I'm paraphrasing. You've torn my cloak. The Lord have torn the kingdom from you and given it to another hand of someone that's better than you. God told Dave, uh, told Samuel. And in fact, let me finish the story. The Bible said that Samuel went on back to his house that night and cried and wept all night long because God had rejected Saul as king. Later on, God told Samuel. Why are you weeping over what I have rejected? Which goes to a principle that Bishop Jakes told me a long time ago, told us a long time ago. He says this. He says, sometimes it looks like God is cold, but he's not cold. He's calculated. In other words, God's steps are strategic. He doesn't allow himself to get too into his feelings on anything. God got to work. For you to do. He had a work for to be done and he's looking for somebody to get the job done. He's not looking for people who can keep giving you broken promises. So that's the first step to success right there. You don't have to hate on nobody. You don't have to kiss up to nobody to be successful. Just be faithful in the eyes of the Lord. God loves a faithful person. Faithfulness will cause you to get rewarded. Faithfulness will cause you to get promoted. Faithfulness will always catch the eyes of God. God is looking to and fro in the weather throughout the earth, looking for someone who is willing to do all his will. And God told Samuel, why are you weeping over what I have rejected? What did he reject? What did he tell me? Why are you crying over King Saul when I just rejected him yesterday? Then he told Samuel, 
Grab your horn, fill it with oil. Go to the house of Jesse the Bethlehemite. Among call for his sons. I have anointed. I have found me a man who's after my heart, who will do all my will. Samuel jumped up, make a long story short, and went out to go to the house of Jesse. He didn't even get to his house. He went to another place and invited Jesse and his sons. He told him, "I bring all his sons before him." Jesse had eight sons, but he brought his seven sons. He left the baby boy out there in the field keeping sheep. You got to understand that as known as a pastor. That is not today. People see it as a glamorous position. Oh, man, everybody wanted it so they can get a bunch of man-made accolades. And, you know, back then when you was a pastor, no shade, just telling you the truth. Back then when you was a pastor, you kept real live sheep. And they didn't keep up with your yearly anniversary and give you no quota per member. They didn't do none of that stuff back then. So being a pastor was a a a disdain position. It wasn't nothing being successful to brag about. And he proved it when he told him to bring his eight sons to the sacrifice. Jesse only brought seven sons. He knew that God was going to use Samuel to anoint the next king. He looked at all eight of his sons, went through three of them by name, went through all eight of his sons, thought he thought that one of them would be a king. They went by his eyes. God pulled Samuel to the side and said, don't go by what you look like, because some people who look like they ready to be successful or not. There are some people who want to look successful. In other words, you post like you're successful. You perpetrate like you're successful. But they're really not, and God pulled, they're really not successful. And God pulled Samuel to the side and said, listen here, I'm going to teach you something right off the top. Man, look on outward appearance. God, look at the heart. Do not go by, don't be fake, don't be fooled by this, this perpetrating stuff. Everybody who looks successful, Samuel, is not successful. Everybody who acting like they got it going on to the break of dawn, they're not Samuel said, okay, Lord, I hear you. I'm going to listen to you now. He passed through the second son, passed through the third son, all the way up to the seventh son, <clears throat> and did not see the whole, the hand of God on either one of them. Now, I imagine, Samuel, imagine at that time, Samuel started to get a little confused and said, wait a minute. God told me to come here and anoint one of your sons as the next king. He said, in fact, I have found me a man who's after my heart, who will do all my will. But these here are not the ones. And he looked back at Jesse and said, is there another? And the Bible said that Jesse basically said, yeah, let me see if I can read it here. Yeah, in verses 11. <clears throat> and Samuel, First uh, Samuel 16, 11, it says, Samuel said unto Jesse, are here all thy children? And he says, there remaineth yet the youngest. And behold, he keepeth the sheep. He was faithful over it too. Samuel said unto Jesse, send and fetch him, but we will not even sit down till he come hither. And he sent and brought him in, and now he was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance and a goodly to look on. And the Lord said, arise and anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brethren, and the spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. So Samuel rose up and went to Ramah. That's why I called us an overnight success. 
even though it may look like it's an overnight success, it's really not. I think I've already said it. There is no such thing as an overnight success. What people fail to realize is that it took years in the making for anyone to become an overnight success. There are some people who listen to the sound of my voice right now. You've been struggling for a long time. You've been trying to get this business off for a long time. You've been making sacrifices. Let me get deep into it because I know what it's like. You've been sacrificing all the checks in your house to make payroll. You've been sacrificing all of the money in your bank to buy supplies. You've been sacrificing all of the little Christmases and different things that people else got money set aside to buy uniforms and to pay taxes and different things. And you've been trying to make success of something that God gave you and you've been doing it for a while and you start and then you look around and see other people or other businesses or other business owners that you know, and it makes you feel bad a little bit and intimidated because you figure, wait a minute, they got it going good and I'm struggling, but it looked like I have it going wonderful. But if they knew the real story, how I was short on payroll, if they knew the real story, how I could not Pay, pay my bills or whatever situation I would be embarrassed but listen here the Lord told me to tell you you are not the only one trust me you're not the only one all you are doing you are not a failure you just cannot believe in that old saying that success comes overnight King David was not King David all the time King David used to be Pastor Shepherd Boy King David, Pastor Shepherd Boy David, who his father didn't even acknowledge. They didn't even call him to the celebration because they assumed, and I want to say it that way, they assumed that David was not in the running to be king. Little did they know David had success all on him. It was on his DNA. He had faithfulness on him. He knew that the sheep were stinking, dirty animals, but David kept them and kept them faithfully. And nobody could sit down until King David got in the house. And the Bible said in verse 21, and King David came to Saul and stood before him and he loved him greatly and he became his armor bearer. How in the world did that happen? He came to the house, the oil anointed him. And after Samuel anointed King David, David, guess what David did? He went back to keeping his father's sheep. And in, <clears throat> and in fact, I'm going to say it like the Bible says, he kept his father's few sheep. This means he was a pastor and he didn't even have a huge flock. He was more important than what he felt like. He was more important than what he could imagine. Some of you, you may be running a business that's not making a lot of money and you feel like you're not being successful. But I came to tell you that do not go by that. It is a lie. You are a king, even though it may look like you're a kid. You are better than what you have in your having your imagination because God sees you as you shall be, and you can't get you can't get past what you're struggling with. I don't know who I'm talking to. But yeah, you gotta pay the cost to be the boss, but you've been paying it from day one. 
Right now, you feel like you're not going to make it. But God told me to tell you all you're doing is paying the cost. It ain't going to be like this always. What you're doing is what David did. David was faithful over the few sheep. David kept those sheep and he was so faithful that the Bible says when there was a lion that came up against those sheep, David risked his life to protect those sheep. When there was a bear that came against those sheep, David risked his life to protect those sheep from that bear. He put his own life on the line to be faithful over what he was doing. And it wasn't even his sheep. It was his father's sheep. If you don't operate in the spirit of faithfulness, you will never operate in the spirit of success. I'm going to let that sit there for a minute. Because of David's faithfulness, it caused the prophet to have to hold up and stop everything until David stepped in the room. When David, little ruddy, smelly little self stepped in the room, the oil of God flowed upon him. And after he was anointed king, he went back to keeping his father's sheep. You got to be faithful and pay your dues even when you really want to hang out with people who are who are in their season and you're trying to pass out business cards. You try to find the right person to buddy up with so they can give you the proper exposure to help your business. And let me tell you something. All you got to do, you don't have to go kiss up to nobody to have them to post and, 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 and praying about your business. All you got to do is keep being faithful over what God called you to do. And somebody God is going to let the favor that's on your life connect up with them and they are going to pull you out of obscurity and they're going to put you in a place where your faithfulness is going to shine. And what happened is this. David went back to keeping his father's sheep. All of a sudden, the Bible said that the spirit of the Lord left King Saul and an evil spirit from the Lord began to torment Saul. It started having Saul be like he was two different people. Make a long story short, you can go back and read it. First Samuel chapter 16. It says this and 17. It says this. It says that whenever that spirit was upon Saul, he would be a different person. So finally, Saul said, I think Saul or one of his servants says, listen here, find me a man who can play a harp so skillfully because they noticed whenever they played the right anointed music, Saul would be kind of calm and peaceful. And then somebody said, wait a minute, there's a man, one of the sons of Jesse. Uh, the Bethlehemite, King, I mean, not King, David. He said, there's one of his sons I seen play the harp. He said, go fetch him. So he went back and began to get David to play the harp for him because David played so skillfully. Do what you do and do it well. If you want to be successful, Quit doing raggedy jobs. You must be exceptional in what you do. Don't just be focused on making money only because you can make the money. And if you ain't did the job that's worth you charging, you will never win them as a customer. You will only get a quick payday and never you better enjoy that day. You got it because they ain't coming back. But if you are anointed and skillful at what you do, Take pride of it. 
Take pride of it. And before it's over with, God going to bring you to the forefront. David was skillful at playing the heart. It caused somebody to remember it. It was the post or the promotion that got David out of the obscurity and into the limelight. And the Bible says that day forth, King David became, excuse me, David became King Saul's armor barrel. And then make a long story short, that is what gave David the opportunity, what led to the next opportunity for David to be in line to slay Goliath. I'm trying to tell you that if you look at King David's life, David would, David appeared to be an overnight success, but David was anything but an overnight success. He had preparation. He put in time. He put in experience. He built his experience. He was tested against a lion. He was tested against bear. He was tested against being faithful over his father's sheep. He was tested at showing up to work on time and doing an outstanding job as a heart player for King Saul. He was tested at taking uh, cheese and milk to his brothers. He was tested at fighting Goliath. He was tested and found faithful over a lot of things before God made him as the king of Israel. This overnight success mindset is killing our young people because they don't want to put in time. They don't want to pay the cost to be the boss. They don't want to serve somebody else and serve them like you're serving your own thing. And they don't want to be faithful until they get their own. And I came to tell you, nobody is an overnight success. I think it was Steve Jobs that said it took me 20 years to become an overnight success. If you can become the person who the Lord is trying to make you and if you can be faithful where you at, it may take you a little while. But when you get in the place where he wants you to be. I should have had a rocket sound right there. You will take off like a rocket. And you'll take off like a rocket overnight. But the truth of the matter, preparation been in place for a long time. I'm dealing with the series of I just want to be successful. And if you want to be successful, then you have to learn to put in the coast to be the boss. You got to learn to quit being a, being jealous of somebody else. Because you look at and see how they got it overnight. Some people look at me and say, well, you just made good chicken. And I got a lot to say on the subject. My time is running out. I got a lot to say on the subject. <clears throat> there are people who can outcook you. But that don't mean their restaurant going to sell more. There are people who got money can have a better looking building. But that don't mean they can make more than you can. People don't see the faithfulness and the time that you put in behind the scenes. They don't see the story behind the glory. They don't see the 2, 3, 4 a.m. time that you up when everybody is sleeping. If we want to teach being a success to today's generation, we need to tell them the capital T-R-U-T-H. This is what it takes. You have to be committed to what you believe. 
You have to be committed. You have to be the first partakers of it. And if you don't have years of committing it, and you don't have years that you can tell a story behind the scenes, all we want to see is Michael Jordan Duncan, or this is back in my time. Today it's LeBron. We want to see everybody pop up, stand up the championship, hold up the championships trophy. The reason why them grown men cry and kiss a trophy that all them fingerprints them been on, yuck. The reason why they do that is because they went through 82 games to get there. They went through an off-season of working out when everybody else was on the beach. They got there early in the morning, according to Kobe Bryant, 4.30 early every morning in the gym before anybody get there, have already put up thousands of shots before any of his teammates get there. And then when he takes the last shot, see the people say, all they want to do is count down from three seconds, three, two, one, and you take the last shot and you lift your hands up. In order to get that last shot done, you have to put in years and hours of muscle memory and doing the same thing over and over and over and over again without gaining financially, which seems like every dime you get, you're spending a quarter behind it. It was years of struggling before you ever got to a place where people knew your name. So we need to tell the truth. If you're going to be successful, you're not going to be an overnight success. You got to be faithful. You got to be long suffering. You got to know how to take a licking and keep on ticking. You got to know how to serve without making a profit. You you got to know how to scrape up every dime in your house, pull out every penny up under your, up under your pillow and pay people. So you ain't walking around leaving people unpaid. Pay people when you walked away, you're, you're the owner of the business and they got more money in their pocket than you have. These are things I went through. These are things that you're probably going through. But if you're faithful over it, your success going to come, but it ain't going to come overnight. Now, let me pray your strength in the Lord. Father, I pray right now that you empower them. They're at a place right now where this word probably was on time for them. Or either somebody who's getting made a lunch out in business and they got an aspiration of, oh, it's going to be wonderful. It's going to be perfect. I'm going to be in a, I'm going to be in a newspaper in two months. They have no clue of the story that's behind the glory. But I pray you give them strength. I pray right now you give them that power and tenacity and determination. Let them know, God, there is no such thing as overnight success unless it took years of preparation. Bless them right now, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Listen, continue to listen to the success series. I got another one coming behind in this behind this one. It's going to keep it rolling. Know that I love you. These are powerful. I pray that they bless you. Y'all have a blessed day. Come back now. See you. <laughs> Hey, this is Jesse Canton, man. I wanted to just say before you listen to this podcast, thank you for taking the time to download this podcast. Listen, I need your help. If this podcast have ever been a blessing to you, drop me an email. Let me know. Give me some feedback. This podcast is heard in over 
59, over 60 countries and over 860 cities. Drop me an email at jessecanty, J-E-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I want you to let me know how it's been a blessing to you. Maybe you want to donate. If you've been blessed by this thing, you can donate at uh, Jesse E. Canty on Cash App or even Zell me or at least pray for me. Do something to help a brother out. I want to tell you thank you again and I hope this episode bless you.